Good morning and welcome to the online service of SA Church. I'm so glad you can join us this morning. It's Christmas time, that time of the year when friends and family come together. But I know for a lot of you it's a sad time because you can't be joined with your family and friends in South Africa. It's possible that some of you had to change your, your, your holiday plans. It's possible that your family friends would have come over. Um, and our hearts bleed for each one of you because we know Christmas time is when we are together with friends, when we are together with family. So what an amazing opportunity to be, to be, be together in this way. And my prayer is that the Lord will use our church services, the Lord will, you, will use His message of Christmas to, to, to work in your heart. To, to fill the void that's left by, by not being able to be together with friends and family. But if you are together with someone that you love, it's my prayer that it will be a blessed time for each one of you. Let's pray together before we read a piece from Scripture. Our Father in heaven, we come this morning and we want to bring glory to your holy name. We want to bring all the glory that angels are singing of. It's Christmas time and, and all, the, all the music we hear and all the, all the decorations and everything tells us that it's the most special time of the year. Because your son came to earth. Because we celebrate the birth of Jesus. Because we celebrate life that changed forever. Because we celebrate the fact that you are with us. And nothing can ever change that. Thank you for each one that's watching. You know of our disappointment not being able to get together with friends and family. You know of our heartache to, to not being able to, to share this Christmas with people we love. But we know that even in these times that you are there, that you're the one that make the biggest difference. And that's our prayer, Lord Jesus, that you will work in our hearts, in our minds, and that you will change us the way you want us to be. I pray this in your holy name. Amen. Our scripture reading this morning is from Luke chapter 1. Um, we're going to read from verse 26. We are in this Christmas time busy with the series talking about the whole idea that, that it's God's promises that make the difference. And he's the promise maker. Uh, but more than that, he's the promise keeper. He's the one that kept, kept his word, that's going to keep his word. He's the promise Especially in this time where all kind of announcements change the direction of our lives. What direction change would God want to accomplish in our life with all the promises he makes in scripture during Christmas time? So let's read one of those. Um, Luke 1 verse 26. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. 
The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favoured. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at these words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favour with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who was said to be unable to conceive is in a sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me according to your word. Then the angel left her. God could use anyone, any means to bring his son down to earth. But he chose, he chose a 13-year-old girl, teenager, school girl. Um, and it's possible that she was in a position that she didn't even think she was worthy. Yeah, that's what she says. She says, how, 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 how is it that you chose me? I'm not worthy. It's interesting how, how the Lord used ordinary people throughout Scripture. In, this, in, the, in the whole of the, of the nativity stories we're reading, it's normal people, people like me and you. We see how God use them, how God call them, how God go, go, go to them, how God reach out to them. How, how, uh, how the Lord make promises that change the direction of their lives forever. How, how is he doing it here? If you, if you go back to scripture, we see in verse 26, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, to Nazareth, a town in Galilee. God is the one that takes the initiative. Everything starts with his plan. Everything starts with God is sending someone. Our faith starts with God, not with our decision, not with our choice. Not with, with, with the decision we make to follow Jesus. It starts with God reaching out to us. The birth of his son is exactly the same. It starts with God reaching through his angel out to this 13-year-old schoolgirl. Telling her, I've got a plan. You want to be part of it? You want to join me? You want to follow me? Christmas will always be, the message of Christmas will always be, are you going to follow me? I've got a plan. It's amazing to think that God's got a plan for you. He's got a plan for me. And he is taking again the initiative because it's Christmas time. Second thought in this, in, 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 in this scripture we read is that God follow his own rules. He works differently than the way we expect him to work. 
if we look at verse 28, the angel went to Mary and said to her, Greetings, you who are highly favored. And he used the exact same word in verse 30. Mary, you have found favor with God. Um, the other word in the other translations and in the Afrikaans translations is the word grace that's being used here. If, if God starts with someone, he starts at that point. We have already found favor in his eyes. It's amazing. It's amazing to think that you're already good enough. It's amazing to think that the, the first word the angel come, come to Mary with is the words, you have found favor in God's eyes. Do you think how, how, how the power of that to change the way we think about ourselves? Power, the power of that to, to, to help us think different about the difficult situations we found ourselves in. Just think for a moment the difficult situation Mary found herself in. And God said, you found favor with me. I know it's going to be difficult. I know it's going to trouble a lot of people. I know people's going to talk about this, but you have found favor with me. It's, it's always so important that in our difficult situations, in, in, in the curveballs life throws at us, to start there, to think, wait, 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 stop. Before I complain, before I fight, before I cry, before I go crazy, just think for a moment that even in this situation, I have found favor in God's eyes. How will that change our behaviors? Christmas is a story of having found favor with God. It's amazing. And, and, and uh, the, the, way, the way the Lord works, the way he worked differently is, for example, he tells Mary, he tells her, listen, Mary, um, verse 31, you will conceive and give birth to a son and you are to call him Jesus. It's not a woman's job to give the son a name. It's a man's job. But what the Lord does here, he says, I empower you. I'm giving you authority. Don't be ashamed. Christmas is a time where we, where we can go back and discover the authority God gave us. This is my son, in whom I'm well pleased with. Here is Mary, with who, who has found favor in my eyes. Here is you, John, Andrew, Peter, Jonathan. Doesn't matter. You have found favor in my eyes. And there's a there's a kind of an a kind of an authority in the fact that we can build our lives on Jesus supposed to give us confidence in following him another interesting thing that the lord does is he brings mary together with elizabeth if you see in verse 6 it says in the sixth month of elizabeth's pregnancy and then in verse 36 he says even elizabeth your relative is going to have a child in old age the lord never calls us and leave us on our own yeah, it maybe feels like this now because we can't go to South Africa. We can't go to being together with friends and family. We're on our own Christmas. I really don't hope that's true for you. But you're not really alone. He, he, he comes to Mary with this huge challenge in her life and together, Elizabeth. So you, you're going to have someone you can trust, someone that's going to walk with you, someone that's going to pray with you, someone that's going to support you, someone that's going to understand what you're going through. We're never alone. We're never really alone. 
other important thing that the Lord tells Mary. Um, the second thing the angel tells her, verse 30, but the angel said to her, do not be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of God's plans for your life. Don't be afraid of following him. Don't be afraid to trust him. Don't be afraid of people's opinion. What people may say, may think, even what people may do to you. That's not important. Because God is working. And then it's interesting to see Mary's reaction on this visit of Gabriel, on all these promises the Lord the Lord made. And, in, and like us, her first reaction, but it's not possible. <laughs> it, it's not possible. It can't happen. How is this possible? Verse 34, she says, how will this be? Since I'm a virgin, it's impossible. For her, it was enough to know that God's working and that she can trust him. She can trust him with her life, with her future, with what's going to happen to her. But she had a choice. She could walk away. She could turn her back and say, sorry, I, 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 I don't want to do it. Get someone else. I know a lot of other 13-year girls you can choose. Please don't choose me. But you know what? This is amazing of this, of this Christmas story, of the nativity story, that, that there's so many contradictions that we are confronted with, so many difficult things we are we are uh, reading in scripture, even in this in this um, uh, scripture reading we had this morning. Um, things that happened that that sounds to us like it doesn't make sense from our twenty first century perspective. Um, certain things are just scientifically impossible. A, a virgin birth is scientifically impossible. How how can that be? Um, if, if, if we think about it in another way, uh, uh, we, 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 live in a, we live in a time where the marriage is so important and suddenly we have a child that's born, being born out of wedlock. How is that possible? And then when we follow the story of Jesus a bit later, we see how they had to flee to Egypt. So suddenly the son of God is an immigrant child in a strange country that he doesn't understand a thing about. And we thought he's the king. We thought he's the God Almighty's son. And he's a child of immigrant parents. How is that possible? How is that changing everything? I sometimes think the mistake we make is that we sit down with God and tell him all our questions and prerequisites. And want him to explain everything to us. And we want to understand it. And we want to, to, to work it out for ourselves. And then we want to decide. Are we going to follow him or not? Are we going to believe or not? If he answer all my queries. Then I will decide. But then we don't trust the Lord anymore. Then we trust our own knowledge. And that's a big difference in faith. Faith is about trusting God 
not just in myself. And even if there's things that doesn't make sense, even if there's things that I don't understand, am I going to follow him or follow my own head? That's always a choice. That's a choice of Christmas again. Am I going to celebrate Christmas just as a heathen earth festival? Or is it going to be a spiritual experience where I meet my Savior again? It's interesting, if you go back to scripture, verse 37 says, For no word from God will ever fail. No word from God will ever fail. We have a choice in Christmas. Is it just going to be stories we're reading? Or is it God at work? How are we, how are we going to celebrate Christmas? Um, because it's, it's, it's your choice what you do with it. It's, it's interesting if we take a step back and, and, and look at the story. It's almost as if this God Almighty is waiting for this 13-year-old girl to give permission to continue strange it's almost strange that this good God is willing to keep the salvation history on hold until Mary decided what she's going to do it's amazing how God respects our choices And what's even more amazing, we can choose again, because it's Christmas. We can again choose what are we going to make with Jesus. What are we going to do with his presence? What are we going to do with God with us? Verse 35 says, the Holy Spirit will come on you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. In some of the other translations, it says the power of the Most High will bring new life in you. And that's the promise of Christmas for you and me. That the Holy Spirit will come over you. And the power of the Most High will bring new life in you. And we may celebrate Christmas with that expectation that the Holy Spirit is going to work. That every decoration we see, every light we lit, every gift we give, every decoration we put up, that it will remind us of the Son of the Almighty that came to earth, of God's Spirit that worked in our heart, about God the Almighty that wants to Bring new life in your in your home, in your heart, in your soul. I want to change you forever. It's my it's my prayer that Mary's reaction on this promise will be your reaction when she says, "I'm the Lord's servant. May it." 
be to me according to your word. May the Lord work in you. May Christmas be may be may Christmas be special this year because you chose to open your heart and your home up for his spirit to work in your life to bring new life to regenerate you. May you discover favor, the favor you got in his eyes. May you realize there's a God waiting for your permission to continue. And may your answer be, I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me according to your word. Heavenly Father, thank you that we can just come together and celebrate Christmas with the knowledge that you are here and that your Holy Spirit wants to work in our hearts and our minds, to want to bring new life even if there's so much we don't understand and so much that doesn't make sense, what we do know is that we can trust you. That's what we want to do with Christmas. And I pray for each one, for each home that's opened their minds and their hearts up for you. Lord Jesus, Work in the power of your spirit in each one of us. May we discover not only your presence, but the favor you've got for each one of us. The power you want to, to establish in each one of our lives. The, the knowledge of, of your loving kindness that you want to give to each one of us in this time. May we discover your glory. And may we be blessed by your presence when we celebrate Christmas. Pray this in your holy name. Amen. You have an opportunity to bring your offerings. You've got all the information down below. Thank you very much. There's going to be a Christmas message from each of our wards, um, a Christmas morning. Um, it will be online, so um, just as normal, you will see um, the messages available. Um, there's going to be a short English message as well. On the 26th, we're going to have a church service in London. If it's any, any way possible for you to join us, uh, it will be amazing. Um, there's going to be church services at other wards as well. So just listen and wait for the information about that. It's my prayer that you will have an amazing Christmas, that you will discover God's presence, that the Lord will bless you and keep you, that the Lord will shine his countenance upon you and give you peace in this Christmas. Amen. The fireplace is burning bright, shining down on me. 
See the presents underneath the good old Christmas tree. And I'll wait all night till Santa comes to wake me from my dreams. Oh, why? Cause that's Christmas to me. I see the children play outside like angels in the snow. While mom and daddy share a kiss under the mistletoe. And we'll cherish all these simple things wherever we may be. Oh, why? Cause that's Christmas to me. I've got this Christmas song, song in my heart. Christmas to me. 